given Again, the state I just of the want Packers. To play back this podcast for us in the preseason. Yeah, or we have it for Monday when you know Aaron Rodgers puts up a forty. We'll right. Go back and listen to it. <laughs> All right, welcome in, everybody. It is the Important Nonsense Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Bonham. You can find me on Twitter at Nonsense underscore Steve. My co-host, Mr. Neil Smith, at Nonsense underscore Neil. Both of us on the Fantasy Life app at Important Nonsense. Our guy, Aiden Aware, at FF Aware. Neil, how are you doing on this lovely evening? Just white-knuckling this desk, getting ready for this championship game. Brian's fine, everybody. Shout out to Brian in the audience. Yes. Grudge match this to, week. Uh, to Neil and Brian. Brian, the defending champion of the Golden League, heading back to the championship game. Defending champ heading in. Also want to shout out to, uh, let's see, want to make sure I get this right, Michael Gudadaro. Congratulations on that lucky whitehead picture. Yes. Winner of our yes. FFE con- of contest this year. Want to shout out again to the guys at FFE for a fantastic uh, first season working with them. Hope to be working with them again going forward. Had a lot of fun doing that. It was a real interesting experience. Also want to shout out to the uh, PFF guys in the PFFCL. Derek, Wes, and Rodrigo. Rodrigo, the Cinderella story. So shout out to you guys. Three of them. Winning their respective sub-leagues and heading into the league championship coming up this weekend. We'll talk more about that a little bit later. Foreshadowing. There you go. See? Using it's it. a real interesting format you guys playing over there. It is. Super League. And we can talk more about that in a little bit. But again, it's it's the season, Neil. Getting ready for uh, the holidays. I have a lot going on with my children, of course. You will be traveling, I know, coming up soon. Oh, yes. Uh, that is your uh, annual tradition, right? That's This is yes, your time exactly. of year to get on the go. This is the only time that my family uh, ever congregates in one place. We are very spread <laughs> out. So, so this year we will be in North Carolina. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to that. I have not been to North Carolina in many years. So going to be an interesting uh, going to be an interesting one, considering it's been 60 degrees and sunny here in Denver for the last right. week because global warming's not real. Uh <laughs> It's ridiculous that it's December and it's like they're gonna like yeah. it's not gonna snow. It's just not going to. Yeah, forecast is so, sixty five for here on Christmas morning. So Yeah. So it's gonna be a bit jarring because I think it's gonna rain and snow there and do normal winter things. <laughs> but <laughs> right, exactly. look looking forward to it. If I see Billy Corgan in Asheville, I will uh I will take a picture and send it to you, as I always do. Sure. Give him a give him a visor. Oh yeah, good call. I'll yeah. get him I'll get him a <laughs> yeah. shirt. I'll get him a shirt. What do you think he's a large? Something like that. Probably yeah. large. We'll yeah. go with that. We'll, we'll say large. Shout out to Billy. All right, but we got some news to run through before we get Super into all fan. that. So uh, uh, let's, let's break it down. The football preview. Halfback. Passes to center. Back to wing. Back to center. Center holds it. Holds it. Holds it. No, not that football. Oh, the Denver Broncos. Yeah, that's the one. You just don't understand football. News. Good news, everyone. And stats. Nerd! You need to win. You play to win the game. On the Important Nonsense Podcast. Da, 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 da. Hey! Da, 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 da. So 
starting with the Chargers, Los Angeles Chargers of Anaheim. The running back situation, Chargers made your life easy last week as we talked about. Melvin Gordon did sit out that game, so you just got to run it with Justin Jackson. All good there. Austin Eckler is still likely out, but Gordon should be back this week, which is great news for the Bolts and for your team. Keenan Allen should be a game-time decision, though. He netted a big old zero for you last week if you were relying on him, so if you survived that, kudos to you. After leaving the game earlier with a hip pointer injury, he has a chance to play this week depending on how things go in pregame warm-ups. Mike Williams has been a stud during the fantasy playoffs. He has really come on recently. However, the matchup on Saturday is against the Ravens, which is not an ideal one for anyone involved. Neil, if you're going into a championship match with any of these Chargers, are you concerned at all with the matchup and the injury problems? Uh, I am a little bit, absolutely. How could you not be? I mean, the Ravens have proven that they're a really strong defense. They shut down some of the best offenses in the league. When you say the matchup is less than ideal, it really is less than ideal in just about every phase of the game. Passing, uh, they generate a lot of sacks. I'm worried about Phillip Rivers a little bit here. The issue is you just may not have better options. These are the guys you've been riding to get to this championship opportunity. If Melvin Gordon's playing, I don't know. Are you gonna are you comfortable, Steve, then benching Melvin Gordon if you have him? It would depend on what your other options are. Obviously, we always give that caveat. Yeah, always but roster construction. Just it is a general theory. But it's it's start your studs, is yeah. it not? I mean. Yeah, I, th- I would have to play him. That's my point. The matchup is less than ideal, but who got you to this point? Melvin Gordon did. And that's the thing, so, too. Like, in general, I would bring, I would the way that we construct rosters, or at least the way I do, I don't want to speak for you, but the way we've talked about it, especially with a guy like Melvin Gordon, is if I've got Melvin Gordon, I lock it up with Austin Eckler, and then when Eckler got hurt, I lock it up with Justin Jackson. And I'm always playing the Los Angeles running back, the non Todd Gurley, Los Angeles running back. And I do have one thing to touch on here, by the way, because on the Fantasy Life app, a lot of people are asking if they can cut Justin Jackson. And I keep having to go on there and tell people, no, <laughs> you you can't because Austin Eckler's out. And that's who the backup yeah. would be. So if Melvin Gordon gets – is it playing next week? I just – I don't think it's a smart idea Again, given that next wait, week we're going to have the conversation about is Melvin Gordon And that's playing? the other thing we have to talk about too before we get into any further discussion here. Know your league. If it's week 16 and your league is over next week, go right ahead. Yeah, There's no reason free. to hold him yeah, now. Feel free. Go ahead and cut Justin Jackson now if your league's done after this week, because it's not going to matter. But yeah, yes, you if you, and it's if, not a keeper if, league or anything. Even if it is, you probably exactly. don't need him. If, it's, if you do play into week 17, then hold him. Yeah, I'm with you'll you You'll need there. that for next week. Yeah, if you so play next good, week, that, that's a good uh, That's a good team. segue into that. Is Yes, be, be mindful of if you're going to cut someone, it's because... In many, many leagues, a majority of the leagues, Week 16 is the championship. It's the end-all, be-all for fantasy football because Week 17 is so up and down. That's what we endorse, an important nonsense, by the way. We endorse that. That it, If at all possible, you want to try and end your league in Week because 16. Because the majority of the week studs in Week 17 sit, as we'll get into later. Like A majority of teams will rest their players, whether they have a playoff shot or not, just to preserve their long-term investment, their long-term health. So week 17 can be so unpredictable, even more so than usual. And that's why we always say you want to end it in week 16. So if your league does end in week 16, go ahead and cut Justin Jackson. It's not going to matter. But 
if you're playing into week 17, if you do have one more week after this one, it's definitely someone you want to hold on to. But my point was, yes, if I've got Gordon and I handcuffed him with Eckler, who's now not playing, and then my real only other option on my bench is Justin Jackson, well, that's not going to matter because Gordon is going to play. He's going to get me something, so I have to play him because I really have nothing else. You wouldn't play Justin Jackson over Correct. Melvin Gordon based predicated on the idea that Melvin Gordon's only going to play for like a quarter because we don't right. know that. If we knew that, then we would tell you to play Jackson, but we don't know that, and there's no way to know that. So that's just the way that that is. So you got to – I feel like you have to play Gordon this week. He's probably how you got to where you are, and I don't think they're going to pull him because the Chargers really need to win yeah, that they game. they got a lot to play for. They're playing for something. They are they are actually playing meaningful football still. So – that is the one thing you have going at the for. same time they're not on the, the list playoff spot so they, they don't really there is a want limit to, to that uh, they don't want to There's risk their guys if they don't need to if if he gets if he gets beat up at all that's what you got to worry about if he's looking iffy that's when they might shut him down and just say okay that's it we need you for a couple weeks but from melvin now. gordon's so. melvin gordon i mean he's a stud if he's in there the run defense is uh, you know great for the Ravens so it is a tough matchup but I feel like he's it's a start your stud situation in the championship game he's good enough Keenan Allen are probably catching up passes. This, it's I feel a coin a flip game time decision it is on Saturday so literally outside of if you're playing a Redskin or a Titan wide receiver which why the hell would you but if you were you have literally every other option available to you instead of Keenan Allen if he doesn't play so if he does play a, in a bad matchup, coming off of an injury, are you comfortable still playing Keenan Allen if if you've got other options? Same thing with Mike Williams. Now this is he's not injured. He's healthy. He's been hot, but that secondary has been shutting people down. They shut down Michael Thomas. They took out the entire passing attack for the Saints when they played them earlier this year. They have done it to a lot of teams and made them look silly. They've done it to, you know, they had a good beat on Julio Jones right. for most of the time that game. They've they they're not a they're not a joke. They have really good corners and they have really good pass rush. They're not to be taken lightly that defense. They're they've proven that time and time again. Running the option on offense that they. So we're just going to fall back to roster construction again because, like, I feel like Keenan Allen is kind of if I literally have nothing else. That's kind of where I'm. Kind of like where I was with Tyreek Hill last week. If my other options are literally completely terrible, then I guess I have no other option. But if I have anything resembling, like wide receiver two, I'm probably going with that. Like, would you, okay, so then Mike Williams, would you, would you play Mike Williams then? Because I could see a lot of people, I've actually seen a lot of people asking that question, do you flex him in, even in the bad matchup? We kind of touched on it, but just to put a fine point on it, if you had no other, if you had Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, like, what do you do there? You play Mike Williams because you think Keenan Allen's not going to go? That's, that's the really sticky kind of minutia of this type uh, of decision. Yeah, I feel like if I'm picking between the two of them right now, I'm going to take Mike Williams. I think Over I am the last too, few weeks, really don't he's the one that has looked Allen. better. He is the healthy one at this point, and I mean he's the he's the red zone threat. There, he's he's the best one they have. I mean, you saw that athletic play he made where he looks like Kelvin Benjamin except fast, right. and he just ran through right. those Kelvin guys. It's just, they're going to do creative entire dominoes. Yeah, yeah, they're going to do <laughs> they're going to do things to creative things to get him the ball and give him opportunities. 
away from just throwing the ball to him, you know, down the field. They're going to do that too. So I would probably end up playing Mike Williams. I don't really see a scenario. I don't know how far down the list we would have to go before I'm going to say, no, I play Keenan Allen there. Right, well, maybe we'll find uh, out. I have very little, I'm very so nervous about playing Keenan Allen this okay. week in a championship game. Meanwhile, Cam Newton has been shut down for the season, reported earlier today. He had that shoulder injury he was dealing with. Panthers are basically out of the playoffs at this point, so it's not surprising that they're just packing it in. Taylor Henke to start for the last two games of the season. What do you think this ends up doing for the Panthers' skill guys, uh, notably streaming like flex options like DJ Moore and uh, Ian Thomas? who we were uh, hyping up last week off of waivers for uh, tight ends. And then, of course, Christian McCaffrey, who has been an anchor for a lot of lineups. Yeah, I can make in my mind. This one's pretty simple. It is a push on Christian McCaffrey. And the only thing endangering Christian McCaffrey's value in my mind at this point is if he gets shut down. Right. Because they're just preserving him for next season. Literally, the only thing that could hurt Christian McCaffrey's value at this point is that the. Other thing about that is it downgrades everybody not named Christian McCaffrey. Uh Everybody takes a down pick. They all take a little tumble. And I'm probably trying to avoid this mess if I can in any way, shape, or form for this week and for next week. I have very little confidence in any of it. And if there's any Panther I'm playing for the next two weeks, it's probably Christian McCaffrey, and that's probably it. I would agree with that. And again, assuming under the idea that we're just playing week 16 and that's all. I have no idea what to expect out of Taylor Hinkie, and because of that, I, I don't want any part of any pass catchers. So it's it's McCaffrey or bust at this point from the Panthers. Meanwhile, Carson Wentz avoids the IR. He was diagnosed with a stress fracture in his back earlier in the week, but apparently is going to be able to play through it if they need him. However, Nick Foles did lead the Eagles to a road victory over the Rams last week. He'll get the nod again at starting QB for the Eagles this weekend. They're kind of leaving the door open for Wentz to return in the NFL playoffs if they can make it as they are a half game behind the Vikings right now. But in terms of fantasy, his season is all but done. Would you agree with that? Yeah, Carson Wentz is not something you need to roster unless you play in some sort of dynasty league or something yeah, like something that. He's not talked about last week, but this is more just like confirmation of it. Yeah, you can you can cut Carson Wentz. Meanwhile, Tyler Boyd has a low grade MCL sprain. Look, while he could play through the injury, the Bengals really have nothing to play for at this point. So they've already been eliminated from the playoffs officially. They already lost AJ Green. They already lost Andy Dalton. I mean, how much more do you really want to risk out there if you're them, right? There's really more risk than reward for putting him out there. Even if he were to play through it, I can't trust him. He's less than 100%. Even when he was at 100%, I couldn't trust the guy. So how am I supposed to put Tyler Boyd in my championship lineup this week if he might possibly play through an MCL sprain? I just... There's way too many questions, way too many issues that I'm just not interested in worrying about. So if you've been relying on Tyler Boyd, you are looking elsewhere. I don't think there's really any other option on that offense I would use to replace him, right? It's just literally picking somebody else up off waivers. No, I think the only usable pieces for championship and – well, we'll talk about next week next week. But the only usable pieces for this week are Joe Mixon if he's playing, 
And if he's not, Giovanni Bernard. And then that's the end of the list. Right. Yep. The the handcuff at running back, basically. Yeah, and I want no other Bengals. Agreed. Meanwhile, running back news to run through. First of all, James Conner reportedly not as close as they originally thought. His high ankle sprain will need another week to heal. Look, we talked about this to begin with. It could end his regular season. We talked about it when it first came out that you want Jalen Samuels. He's the guy to roster and that he was the one that you would be looking at. It was worrisome that he was going to be splitting time with Stephen Ridley, but as you said, <laughs> eventually they would see what Stephen Ridley actually is, and then uh, it would go to Jalen Samuels, and that has been the case recently. So they could probably shut him down until the NFL playoffs happen, but until then it is Jalen Samuels getting the start this week and going forward. I saw an interesting stat, too. Uh, shout out to, I believe it was Evan Silva who had the numbers that uh, the numbers this season with three different guys in the backfield for the Steelers, all of their uh, points per game, rushes per game, rushing yards per game, rushing yards per attempt, it's all up this season compared to Le'Veon Bell last year. Just another another backhand towards running backs don't matter in the NFL. Don't yeah. waste your money. What's funny to me is, it, it, it think about it this way too. Think about it... Uh, both people are right mm-hmm. in that Pittsburgh Steelers dispute. There's no no one is wrong. The Steelers are correct. It's a system position. And Le'Veon Bell is not wrong to want to go get his money. Yep. <laughs> it's just really funny to me. It's like it's just one of those things. It's gotten blown out and really personal. But no one's wrong. Yeah. No yep. one's wrong. Uh Edo Smith heading to the IR. Not a major fantasy story, but if you've been playing Edo Smith with the Falcons season over, it's going to be the Tevin Coleman show from here on out. So no more Smith, no more reason to bring back Devonta Freeman at this point. Brian Hill and Jeremy Langford are the backups, but neither is worth a roster spot or even worth a mention. I was just letting you know who was behind him. So you know there really will be no one cutting into Tevin Coleman anymore. So for the first time in a long time, he will have 100% of that job in Atlanta. Uh, Frank Gore is done for the year. Our guy, the ageless Frank Gore. Ooh, shout out. You know what? Pour, pour, pour one, one out, just, actually, as well. Just shout out to the best running back in Miami. We love you, Frank. It's just such a shame. We love you. Ugh. That's such a he's, – he's still going to yeah. Canton three and a half yards at a time. But, but I mean – Suffered I, a knee injury on Sunday. A, it seemed to be great news for Kenyon Drake owners who were finally seeing results after that high draft pick they wasted on Kenyon Drake. They were like, whoo, it finally paid off here in weeks 14 and 15. But nope, instead, Kalen Bellage just slides right into that Frank Gore role. Uh, stealing carries and catches like and had. opportunities. Look, I talked about Kalen Bellage in the preseason, too, along with Frank Gore, that I wanted no part of Kenyon Drake. This was our whole narrative that we talked about in the preseason, that they they True. hate Kenyon Drake. I, and this is also the part of the time of the year when you would give the rookie an extended right? look. Kalen Bellage, like you would do that. Yeah, they wanted, like, they're they're looking to just turn everything completely over in Miami, and why not take a look at the kid? So, again, if you are RB desperate, Kalen Bellage is going to fill that Frank Gore role. He will have some value. If you've been relying on Frank Gore, which is a possibility, dropping him for Kalen Bellage yeah. wouldn't be the craziest waiver move in the world. 
No, you might get 75-yard touchdown. You might right. get lucky. It's got but at the same there. time, if you're seeing this news and thinking now is a safe time to put Kenyon Drake in your lineup, you would be mistaken. Aaron Jones heading to the IR. He suffered a low-MCL, a low-grade MCL sprain in their loss to the Bears on Sunday. It is possible that he could play through it, but given the state of the season and the franchise at this point for the Packers, it's not really surprising they're going to take the safe approach with their young stud running back. From a 2018 standpoint, Neil, I don't want any Packer running back. Do you? Uh, I would take a shot on uh, Jamal Williams. Okay. Because I think he will. I think he will get the bulk of the work. And I think as an added bonus, they're not really concerned about his longevity, if that makes sense. I don't think he's a part of their long-term plans. So I think they're pretty much just going to give him the ball uh-huh. a ton the next two weeks. And that's the one that I want. He was actually my number one running back pickup of the week. I think that with the matchup against the Jets, it's not strictly ideal. However, think about it this way. I think there's a very good chance that what you'll see in that game is the Packers go up by a pretty good margin uh, through halftime, three quarters, and then they just bench everybody. And then it's just Jamal Williams out there just salting the game away with the twos and stuff like that. That's I think you could literally see that. I don't th- get the sense they view him part of their long-term plans or have a very high opinion of him. So he's the one that I want for the next for this week and potentially for next week, but that's a bit more of a gamble. Uh, this week, though, that's the one that that's I want. That's fair. I don't know the whole, like, waiver landscape of running backs, so it's possible that that's it is It is not great. Wasteland. Well, Kalen Bellage was really high on the list, so that tells you that tells you the, the given sure. state of it. It was Jamal Williams, Elijah McGuire, uh, Mike Davis. Yep, okay. And then that, it goes that's up that's a lot. And, yeah, uh, you're right. Okay, I can see that, I guess. off a cliff sure. from there. So, it, so there you go. And then from an Aaron Jones standpoint, I'd say he lived up you know, to a lot of the preseason hype he was getting this year. I, I felt like yeah. it, he had a really decent season when he came in. If you had to rank him for 2019 right now, where would you think he lands? I you got to rank him assuming that he's not suspended again for something <laughs> stupid in the offseason, yeah, right? uh-huh. which is actually a concern. The genuine concern here because it won't be a two gamer uh, this time sure, around. So you'll have to pay. There. You got to pay full price, but he'll be somewhere in that uh, that RB two. Yeah, I was going to say like I the fifteen think. to twenty range, right? Somewhere in there. Yeah, he's going to be in that neighborhood, probably like fifteen to twenty, like eighteen ish type of neighborhood, depending on rookies and where everybody kind of shakes out and how it all works. But he's gonna, if he's going to come back and be the guy for the entire season, you know. Coaching changes aside, he's going to have value. Plus, he's looked good. Yeah, he has looked good. He has strong. looked good. Carryon Johnson reportedly heading to the IR. Tough news for the Lions rookie. The hope was he could fight back from this injury over a month ago. Remember that? But much like Jones with the Packers, there's no reason to risk the long-term health of their young rookie running back. It's a lost season for the Lions and now for him as well. Riddick and Blunt have both been uh, matchup-dependent flex plays in Johnson's absence. That certainly does not change now. This week against the Vikings is a tough, tough task to try to play either one of those guys in your championship lineup. So buyer beware in that one. But uh, look, I felt Johnson underwhelmed his preseason hype. And then I went back and I looked at the numbers, and he was drafted in the late 20s, early 30s at running back in terms of, you know, positional drafting. And at the time of his injury, he was actually RB15 with 141 points, and that kind of surprised me. 
I was like, why did I feel like he was having such a down year? And then I looked at the advanced metrics, and it felt that way because he was 27th in points per snap and 33rd in points per touch. So he was getting the ball a bunch, but when he was getting it, he wasn't doing a ton with it. But by the sheer volume of it, he was picking up a lot of of value. And in the preseason, we were talking about, well, it's a Lions running back. They never run the ball. They never have. They just pass, 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 pass. So I, I don't want it. There's no there's no way I want to pay the price for on Johnson. Well, they gave him the volume that he needed to be a stud running back. So going forward into his sophomore season, what's uh, what's the outlook for Carrion? Oh, he's probably going to be like 13, 14, 15 really? if we're doing rankings for next year. Probably because of the volume. And then look at – we're going to touch on this probably in detail, but look at the contracts of the people around him. Look at the guy who they hired to coach. Mm-hmm. And what he seems to want to That's do. That's true, Patricia. And look at who they have left at. Look at yes, thank you. Look at who they have left at uh, receiver. And it feels like they're just they're going to turn over a ton of people this off season. That's what I think the Lions are going to do, and they're going to rebuild it through the lens of what Matt Patricia wants to do with his pencil in his ear. And I think Carryon Johnson is going to be, you know, it's a sophomore campaign. I think they're going to try and give him the volume again. And they're probably going to go out and either draft or acquire somebody to play with him because you'd be worried about something like this happening again, obviously. But it's interesting that you say that. We saw so Blunt, uh, as you as you mentioned, uh, Legarrette Blunt and Zach Zen are both free agents this year, and then Theo Riddick's under contract under contract till 2020, but he they can save roughly three and a half million if they cut him outright. Uh, they would take a cap penalty, but they'd save three and a half million if they got rid of him. Uh, you don't want to clear the whole running back room, obviously. But I think that the uh, this is the case where free agency is really going to decide the answer to this for me. Because it's interesting you say 13-14. If I had to rank it right now, given the guys currently there and the current running situation, I would say he's probably – I would put him in the, the 20 range. I'd put him behind Aaron Jones. I'd rather have Aaron Jones currently. Currently, that's fair. That's fair. But because there's nobody else besides right. Aaron if Jones. If they don't bring back LeGarrette Blunt, that's what they want to do. if they don't sign some other C.J. Anderson-esque veteran running back, right? If it's just a hundred percent him, and then Theo Riddick is the PPR pass catcher still, then I can see. Okay, yeah, maybe he's around fifteen. Maybe he's he's near the top. Maybe he's in that what was the uh, Kareem Hunt best RB2 range. Yes, because that's what I think they wanted to use him. You, I showed you that breakdown at one point during the season of how in, in many ways he breaks down very similarly to Alvin Kamara. He's not quite yeah. as athletic mm-hmm. as him, but he's still very in that vein. He's about the same height, weight, and they do the same kind of stuff. So if, I think that the, the, the feeling is we're just going to let this guy drive and we're going to have to figure out something about third receiver probably. And we probably either sign, we keep Riddick and we, and, you know, or we cut him and then we get somebody to be the two guy or the pass catcher. You know what I mean? That right. isn't Riddick just because it's something that isn't that what you had. You know what yeah, I mean? The one that's interesting to me so, is Riddick because a, a lot of, you got to remember too, he played 10 games this year, uh, carry on Johnson. And he got a bunch of value when Theo Riddick was out hurt. 
and Carrion Johnson became that pass catcher and was getting a majority of the carries over LeGarrette Blunt. When he the, he got a lot of those points and a lot of his fantasy value this season from that chunk of games when he was the man. And if they bring back Theo Riddick and they continue to go with this two or even three headed monster in Detroit, for me, I'm still really nervous about relying too much on that. Yeah, and history would say that that's that's the right. correct <laughs> right. way play to play cautious. To view yeah. So that's that's that yeah, be cautious with it. But so yeah, free agency and the draft in many ways, I think will kind of help determine, you know, what's what are they going to do philosophically mm-hmm. as as a team moving forward? Are we going to be a one back system with you know a satellite back, or are we going to be you know a pure? There's only like a couple pure one back systems yeah. left, and that's like Todd Gurley and even David Johnson doesn't do. I it mean, anymore. I would say so, it's more free agency than the draft too, because you can draft a young guy to play special teams. And to be that's an very true. Like a, well, thing. I mean, like an early, an early right, pick. If they go high, my concerning. biggest concern would be yeah, they bring but back a, a Blunt. Fourth or fifth round they, pick. They, they pay good money yeah. in free agency for a C.J. Anderson or someone of that vein. Yeah, like see, Frank I think, Gore. They bring Frank think, Gore up there. See, I think Frank Gore is going to be back with the Dolphins. I do too. If you really I mean, want to put a fine point. Why would you get rid of your best running back? I think Frank Gore will be back. Yeah, and I think well, that's also too because I think Adam Gase has got this weird system that he does. <laughs> and, and Gore, it seems like, is willing to deal with it, and they seem to get along. I like along. how you assume so, Adam Gase keeps his job. That's it. Well, I, it's hard to say, right? That's a tough <laughs> that's, one for me. Be, Who do you fire? Are they going to fire Monday Tannehill we'll or see. Gase or both? Do they fire Tannehill or Gase or all? That's the that's right, the multiple uh-huh. choice question. I don't know what the answer is yet. All right, but that wraps up the news for the week. want to shout out to uh, Aiden again, as I did at the beginning of the show. Daily yeah. awareness every week. Win you some... Uh, Win you some daily, some DFS lineups. Good, Good stuff. stuff from Aiden, as always. Neil, let's get into some Devil's Advocate. May I play Devil's Advocate for a moment? It's time for some Devil's Advocate. Who the devil are you? Debating the topics. There's still one thing that doesn't make sense. The community is talking about. Now, what were we talking about? <laughs> Championship week, devil's advocate. And this week, we actually have one topic, and we kind of touched on it earlier. Players, well, more teams, that you should be worried about sitting early or packing it in for your championship week. Because there is nothing worse than doing all the work to get all the way here and then falling short. Because... You know, NFL teams don't care if we win our championship. <laughs> They're going to protect right. yeah. their franchise and their jobs and their guys. And that's just the way of it. So this year, I actually think, Steve, this is a shorter list than in other years because, as we, they've pointed out at great length on Twitter and on NFL broadcasts, this is the most competitive the league has been in a number of years. There's about 12 teams, 10 to 12 teams that are legitimately good and could go to the playoffs and do something. Would you agree? Well, yeah, there's no, like, there's no neighborhood Patriots super team that that looks like yeah. it run through everybody. And there's and there's also nobody, you know, nobody who's 0-16 this year. So there's right. some teams that have some work to do, but nobody is a complete write-off. So shorter list, 
But the number one team that we would, we were talking about, you know, pre-show that I would be worried about is the Rams. It's because you've probably ridden one or multiple, in some cases, Rams to get to this point. And particularly Todd Gurley with the inflamed knee. That is, that is troubling. That is troubling. I will add to that he, uh, if, just about, I don't know, maybe about, we've been recording for a half hour, so I want to say about 15 minutes ago. Sean McVay did come out and say that Todd Gurley will play this week, but that is just as, you know, to start this week. Uh, the, the concern yeah, here play is the first snap. they're playing the Cardinals. And if they go up big on the Cardinals by halftime and Todd Gurley's gimpy, should. Well, what are you playing for? You're trying to keep the Bears away from the two seed and hold on to the bye, but other than that, if you're up big early, it's going to be rough to try to still send him out there and pound the ball with him in the second half. Yeah. By no so means am I saying bench Todd Gurley. I'm neither am I, just, so I want to point that you know, out. But I'm saying flag, there's a yeah. legitimate concern here. It's a big red flag waving at you if you've been relying on Todd Gurley to get to this point. There's a, there's a chance. Don't be sitting there shocked if he's not playing in the third quarter. Half a game Kelly. of Todd Gurley is better than a full That's game of most other running backs. So. Yeah, so it depends on what your other options are. But that's something that I would just take note of. And frankly, the same goes for a lot of their other skill position guys. But Gurley is the one that you would be most concerned about. Second team on the list, the Packers, as we had kind of referenced, it's just an organization that's going through some turmoil at the moment. And Aaron Rodgers is listed with a groin injury. So that's worth noting. He says he's going to play. And I actually believe him when he says that. Now, they play the Jets, so same logic applies as with the Rams. If they get up by a huge margin, then hello to Sean Kaiser. Goodbye all Packers relevant starters, except for, as I feel, except for possibly Williams. Aside from that, everybody else is probably going to get sat down because what do you need them out there for? Right. It's You've already failed and lost. The only reason I could see them playing everybody is if – and what's the interim coach of the Packers? Can you help me with his name? Uh, it's Joe Philbin. Yeah, thank you. Maybe Joe Philbin thinks that if he can win these two games, he can get that job. That's the only thing I can think of that would be in favor of the Packers play the whole game. So I'm a little concerned about that. And by no means, the only one that I would be concerned, I'd be considering sitting really is Rodgers, because I don't know that you can sit Devontae Adams. Would you agree right. with me? I don't know that you can sit him in that game with the and Jets. The he might have played, 40 points. I mean, you could half. probably probably have a better option than Aaron Rodgers at this point. Yeah, so Rodgers is the one that I can't believe I'm saying this, but I don't know that I trust Rodgers in my championship. Again, time machine. Saying that's it. Well, I, I don't know that I feel great about because that. I was all on the Tom Brady hype train, even though that hasn't worked out either. So yeah. <laughs> trades at the right. station, <laughs> offer repairs. That the yeah. So the Packers is definitely Rodgers in particular is the one that if I had a better option, I would be looking long and hard at it, despite the temptation of the matchup. Uh, third team is the Panthers. They already shut down Cam Newton. We already talked about that. And frankly, the only other person that you're relying on on the Panthers, as we discussed, that's Christian McCaffrey. You probably are playing Christian McCaffrey this week. Check back with us next week because we'll see how this goes. I could, I could see a scenario where he's just not playing next week. And they just roll the B team completely. So we'll, we'll check back on that. But for this week, you're playing Christian McCaffrey. Uh, we referenced the Rams, same thing, Cardinals in that game. If they just start getting bludgeoned, 
I could, which is very likely. I can well, see isn't even that either. Rosen it's getting... just with uh, the way their season is right now, with how they're down, yeah, and then uh, David Johnson. Really, it's David Johnson. Like yes. maybe Larry it's David Fitz. Johnson, I think you're probably fine. not playing anybody. I think else. Larry Fitz is okay. Larry Fitz, you could probably play the whole game because he's Larry Fitz. Um, play. And then really, that's it. It's Larry Fitz and David Johnson. Those yeah, are the only that's two really names it. you would play. And so, but David Johnson, David Johnson, I would injury. be worried about. So. Yeah, David Johnson with the quad. I'd be worried about yeah, that. If he does like tweak something or anything again with the amount of money they have invested in him long term, yeah. I would say he's going to be yeah. sat down and it'll be Chase mm-hmm. Edmonds. And by the way, if you own David Johnson and you're actually playing him and you're relying on that and you don't have Chase Edmonds, you need to go Absolutely. do that now. Mention that last week you too. Probably because he's going to be starting next week. I don't see any chance David Johnson's playing that Week 17 game for no reason. So I think his season's over this week, one way or the other. Now I will say. You might be playing David Johnson because that Rams run defense has not been good. And if the Cardinals can, are going to have any chance, I think it's got to go through him. So, you know, but just be careful. Careful with it because yeah, not a huge amount of confidence. I wouldn't put a whole lot of confidence points on that pick. <laughs> uh, then we'll round out the last few quickly. The Falcons. And really this is pertains to Julio Jones because I don't know that it applies to anyone else. But Julio Jones has been listed as uh, – I don't know what the exact – uh, injury is, but he's kind of gimpy, and I could see them just sitting Julio Jones down because these games don't mean anything mm-hmm. to the Falcons. Uh, the the Patriots, if the Patriots get up huge, you got to be a little concerned that they just start sitting people down because they just they'll lock everything up. They need to lock up right there, and there's no reason to keep playing them. And then the last one is the Giants, uh, particularly Saquon. This is just one for, to know and where Odell. if he gets dinged up they, at all, they don't want to risk. Odell. And Odell, well, if and if Odell's playing. I haven't seen definitive well, one way or the other on that. That's the other part of it, too, is that it may just sit him the rest of the year because why play him the last two games for nothing? Yeah, you don't really need to. So Saquon, if he gets dinged up at all, that's it. And, he, and that he'll, they'll sit him, and if he's dinged up in any significant way, he'll be done for the season. So you got to be a little bit concerned about that. You probably weren't playing too many of the other guys to begin with. Maybe Evan Ingram. I don't know if they bench him. Probably not. So that kind of rounds out the list. But at us, at Important Nonsense, uh, on the Fantasy Life app, with individual questions on this topic, and we will do our best to manage that uh, throughout the week and get back to you about any other things you may think that we have left off this list. With that, I think we need to start setting people's championship lineups. Trust me. Trust? I'm asking you to trust me. Or busts. You make any kind of mistake and boom. Players to start. That a fish you can trust or what? Trust your instincts. Players that should sit. Go ahead and take a seat. Take a seat right over there. Stop trying to make fetch happen. Helping you set your lineup. Don't make the same mistake I made. To win your week. Gotcha. Can't win, don't try. On the Important Nonsense Podcast. And remember, don't trust anyone over 30. Championship lineups. First of all, we are going to start with the PFF guys. Shouted them out earlier. Uh, Derek, Wes, Rodrigo. For those that want to follow along, it is on importantnonsense.com in the PFFCL playoff section. The three lineups are all there. Uh, we got a couple of Patrick Mahomes in here. We got a couple of DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, and it's it's mixed up. We it, when you have the intertwined leagues like we have here, the intertwined drafts, you will get a couple 
overlaps. So it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, you got some repeats on some Jarvis Landry makes a couple appearances. Right. It's always interesting to see this if you want to play it kind of like a daily lineup where I don't want to play necessarily my best lineup. I want to play a different lineup to hope that I don't, you know, have to rely on my B guys. You know what I mean? Like, or I, do I want to negate what the other guy has? Like, I know someone else has Michael Thomas. Do I still play Michael Thomas knowing that even if he has a great game, it's helping him and me at the same time. They're going to wash each other out no matter what. I'm relying on the other guys. It depends on roster construction right. in my mind always on that one. <laughs> it just depends on, you know, you want to, how good do you feel about your other matchups against that individual, those individual people to carry it when you're going to wash one of the positions. But I like it because you can tell also who's been active on the mm-hmm. waiver wire and who we were talking about it before. You can kind of, you can almost tell where these guys right. drafted just based on some of the, the centerpieces of their teams. Uh, and it's interesting too, because somebody made it with going high price tight end with, uh, with Ertz, but the other two just, that's just not how they chose to approach, you know, team construction. Just like, nah, we'll just bargain basement. Well, Evan Ingram on one team that was a decent one, unless he got it off waivers. I don't know, but it's hard to say, but yeah, uh, like, like we were talking about one team had Zeke and then wrapped around and got Deandre Hopkins somehow in the second round. I don't know how that could have possibly happened. Uh, the other one, Michael Thomas and Christian McCaffrey, clearly the first two picks in some order. I'm not sure which way. And then, uh, Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas, the all saints first two pick selections there. Interesting how that broke down. Two of them got Pat Mahomes. Uh, but at this point it really comes down to James, the first one, Derek, he's got Zeke Elliott, James Connor, and Patrick Mahomes. He's relying on James Conner, but with Conner not playing this week, Kenyon Drake is his next best running back option, and then his own, and then he had Aaron Jones, his only who went other down on the IR this yep. week. So his only other options, Alfred Blue, which isn't much of an option. So really, it's Zeke he might be and able Kenyon to go, Drake, and then we'll see what's out on. Maybe he first. can go pick up yeah. Williams. Maybe he can go pick up Williams or something like that. But. Uh, yeah, that's unfortunate. It kind of it kind of hamstrings uh, Derek quite a bit. So he's putting a lot of eggs in the uh, Zeke basket this week. Well, the issue is he's going to have to play Calvin Ridley at flex, then. right? And he's got no alternative to that choice either. It's it's just that's unfortunately unless he can go do something on waivers, that's unfortunately just the way it's going to shake out. And that's not as attractive as the lineup without the the Connor injury. And then Wes also has Pat Mahomes, but that that's the issue too for Derek is. Yeah, Pat Mahomes was kind of like his home run guy. Like, all right, well, I can rely on big points from him. But if you get a big day from Mahomes, it also helps your opponent. So it doesn't really help you that much. Where Wes has Pat Mahomes, he's got Christian McCaffrey, who we talked about, Michael Thomas, Nick Chubb, who's a great uh, either pickup or late-round draft pick, and then Jarvis Landry, Julian Edelman. He's pretty stacked top to bottom. The Cinderella story I mentioned, Rodrigo. He's been relying on second half Russell Wilson. So it didn't work out that the reason he was an eight seed is because he was relying on Russell Wilson all season. And it's turning it around, around. rounding it into form. But Alvin Kamara, uh, Tariq Cohen, that's a deadly one two punch pass catching scat backs, basically. And then Michael Thomas and Juju Smith Schuster. You can't go wrong 
with those two guys, but much like Derek, he will be relying on Calvin Ridley out of his flex. So it's going to be interesting. He gets to upgrade a tight end. He's the one with Ertz. So that, that helps. That, that keeps you in this game. He's got Kenny Galladay, Calvin Ridley, or Mike Williams. That's going to be his dilemma. Yeah, that's going to be a tough call. And if you've got to play two of them, I'm probably going to bench. Yeah, because it's all you're almost picking the same person. Who's more likely to get in the end right? zone of those three like guys? Calvin Ridley, I'm probably playing just because of the matchup, right, against the Panthers in a game that for both teams really means nothing. It, yeah, because well, I guess particularly I if Kenny Galladay, Panthers are just going to check out. You could bench Kenny Galladay. It's like just Mike it's Evan, so, that's got to be the hardest has a one. Tough matchup, so and Kenny Galladay has a terrible matchup against the Vikings. It's just they're both home games wildly inconsistent and at this point mike williams (laughs) has been the better guy so i guess i'd go with mike williams it's close though yeah it's your that's that's a tough one i wouldn't fault you for going with any combination of those three guys necessarily because i could make the argument each way like i could i could sit here and detail out the argument for each one but that is going to be the russian roulette game that you're going to play with yourself up until kickoff so that's real interesting for the record i might i would give serious consideration to playing playing Mike right. Williams it's a terrible matchup but it's it, he's I, I firmly believe that if especially if Keenan Allen gets ruled out before that game that uh he he could get you a and really Spencer solid Ware number. has practiced uh this week but I mean I'd give serious consideration to Damian Williams who he's got on his bench so, so would I yeah so would I you got that's that's the thing about Rodrigo's team great team going to be a real mess to right? set that lineup every week. Really That's going to be right. hard, Well, man. he's done like, it right to this point. You gotta, he's gotten here. Yeah. yeah, so, all right. But good luck to the three of those gentlemen. We will now get into the uh, the app questions as usual, kicking it off with non-PPR, so standard scoring, Marlon Mack versus the Giants, or Dalvin Cook against the Lions. Oh, that's close. Standard scoring. Standard scoring, so it's who's more likely to score. See, I'm gonna go with Marlon Mack just because we're we're talking about non PPR, yeah, and the Lions' rush defense just scares me. Yeah, that's Snacks Harrison actually breaks it because if it was pre-Snacks Harrison, this wouldn't even be a question. It'd be Dalvin Cook because the game means yep. something to the Vikings and they're gonna be trying to win it. But yeah, give me Marlon Mack because the Colts are going to be playing that game all the way down too. They're not they're not pulling any punches. They got to try and go to play. Once again, standard scoring: Sony Michelle versus Buffalo or Joe Mixon versus Cleveland. Uh, Joe, yeah, Mixon. Joe Mixon. I think he's. I'm a little concerned above, about the wrist, but, but I prefer Joe Mixon. I just wanted to throw that in there to to see how we were viewing that. Joe Mixon is a cut above Sony Michelle. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Uh. PPR, Doug Baldwin or Kenny Galladay? Baldwin against the Chiefs. That's I know, and that's what I was Baldwin just going to say. That, it's, that's, it's, I'm going to play Baldwin against the Chiefs as well. That's because it's just the Chiefs. Really nothing to do with Baldwin there. Road Roethlisberger against the Saints or Mitchie Football against the Niners. Go Bears! Probably going to play Mitchie Football against the Niners because the Niners' defense is atrocious. See, that's the thing that's is I feel one. like that's it's a road game. The road Roethlisberger hasn't been as much of a thing. Right, and against the Saints, they may have to score a lot of points that could become a Well, they're shootout. probably going to have to. One thing. 
Yeah, one Whereas would think. with the that Bears, the they may game, just though. go up on a couple of rushing touchdowns and then just run the clock or out. Or defensive yeah. scores. Or defensive right? like, scores, I think frankly. I feel like in that Bears-Niners game, like with the Bears defense, like two touchdowns wins the game. Like 14 points probably wins yeah. in that game. That's very fair because it could just turn into Jordan I Howard running the ball. I football, and but they, I think I'm going to lean wrong. And they could go up here. huge. I hate that I am. No, go. Also, also, I hate that I am. But in in this situation, don't get cute. Go, go, Roethlisberger. This is probably a championship game. Go. I hate that. That's the answer. <laughs> I, 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 I hate. But that's the answer. Neil. Oh, once again, way back machine. This would have been a great one. Rodgers against the Jets or Josh Allen against the Patriots? Oh, we get this question three weeks in a row. It's and awesome. I'm still going Josh Allen. The rushing yeah. floor. I'm going Josh Allen this week. It's crazy. No, I'm going Josh Allen this week because of the whole Rodgers thing I laid right. out before. Don't trust it. Don't want to do it in championship. I'll take my chances on Josh Allen is the world's greatest running quarterback somehow. Interesting one here. Rivers against the Ravens, Rodgers against the Jets, or Lamar Jackson against the Chargers? See, because if you're playing in a standard league, a passing touchdown is four and a rushing touchdown is six. So yeah, the rushing yeah, touchdown from it. Jackson gives him a decided you know, edge. And you know, I just know that that's what they're going to try and do. There's going to be a ton of that in that game. Crazy running around from them. I'm going to go with the kid. I'm going to ride with the rookie, and I'm going to take Lamar Jackson. Well, it's... To me, it's either that or Rivers. You're either playing Lamar Jackson or you're playing Rivers. I like Rivers. how we're just so easy to just throw away Aaron Rodgers. Like, no, that's crap. You well, don't want I, that. it isn't crap. It isn't <laughs> crap, but it is just not something I want to do in a championship game. Given Again, the state I just of the want Packers to play back this podcast for us in the preseason. Yeah, or we have it for Monday when, you know, Aaron Rodgers puts up a 40. Right. Go back and listen to it. <laughs> we have it for that, too. Did you so you pick one or I did not pick but I did not pick okay. one by the way and I am going to pick Philip Rivers. Okay. It's a terrible matchup but I dance with the one who brung me. Uh Jared Goff against Arizona or Russell Wilson against Kansas City. Got to got to go Russ, right? Yeah, it's I'm, Russ. A, I'm as anti Russell Wilson as you can find him and Yeah, I'm going but the Russ. matchup though. But that matchup though. That's too good. Uh, Sony Michelle against Buffalo or Elijah McGuire versus Green Bay PPR. That is. See, this is what I was talking about before with cut above. I think this is a closer discussion than Joe Mixon versus yeah, Sony Michelle. Yeah, it's a closer Michelle. discussion. Yeah, 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 it's a closer discussion. I think Sony Michelle is probably a better player than Elijah McGuire, but I have concerns about his usage and also that mm-hmm. game. Whereas Elijah McGuire, I feel PPR, like I know what I feel that's like tips be. it his way as well. So I'm, I'm going to go Maguire. I'm taking a shot on Maguire. Going Maguire because I know what I'm getting out of Maguire. I'm probably going to get 80 yards and a touchdown and a couple catches, and it's going to be so ugly, but he's going to play the whole game. Uh, Pat's defense against the Bills or Browns against the Bengals. I'm going Cleveland. Cleveland rocks. I go Cleveland. Uh, Matt Ryan against Carolina or Josh Allen against New England. <laughs> Rushing or passing? What do you want more? Right. I'm going to – I can't believe this. I'm going to go one. Allen again. I can't even believe it. No, I, I, I can't. I got to go Ryan. All right. I'm going Ryan. Got to. Ryan. All right, David Johnson against the Rams or Jamal Williams against the Jets? P- 
PPR scoring. <laughs> I'm I'm I had this exact decision actually on the way from earlier. This that's why I'm laughing. I had to make this exact call. I have probably more options, but uh, I'm. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm leaning David Johnson. Yeah, I agree. Again, don't get cute. It's, it's David. No, it's David Johnson. It's not ideal, but that's what it's. But it's you got to go. Uh, similar. David Johnson against the Rams. Elijah McGuire against the Packers, or Spencer Ware against the Seahawks if he plays. No, no, David, David Johnson. Johnson again in the landslide. Too low. Too low. You got to come up a bit. Uh, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans. Or Mike Williams, PPR. Ugh. See, Evans is the guy I, with the I, clearest role, but he's playing that Cowboys yeah. defense. Right, and then well, it's all wildly inconsistent. Is the issue? It's 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 like a forty or a five. It's it's all over the place. <laughs> Again, number ends up looking. Lo- good when at you the look end. at it, it's like okay, a guy I drafted in the first round, a guy I drafted in the first round. Or a guy I drafted in the 15th round during championship week. Who do I play? And I'm leaning toward the 15th round guy. That's where we are. I'm, I'm leaning Mike Williams. And that's what I'm going to go with. I mean, they both have, they both have, it's all bad matchups. And it's just who's the guy that has been the best at this point. Well, if you're telling thing, me that Mike Evans I'm, I'm is the third through, option like, on your, rece- your receiver well, core. I'm going through Mike Evans' game log, and the reason why I'm also going to go Mike Williams is because of what I'm looking at right now, which is in bad matchups, Mike Evans is doing diddly, <laughs> and he's absolutely throttling the right. good matchups yeah. he has. So in good matchup weeks – He's putting down these 33s and this 40 and this ridiculous numbers. And then in the matchups that he's got tough, you know, coverage or it's not ideal from a pass rush standpoint, that's when he puts up an eight. And I don't want to have to deal with that. And I'll play the terrible matchup with Mike Williams because I don't think Keenan Allen's going to play. And if he does, he's going to be super limited. And if he does play and he's a decoy, awesome. That's the best case scenario for me is the guy who played Mike Williams because that means that all that good coverage will go over there. And I'll just be getting my two touchdowns. All right. Goff against the Cardinals or roll the dice with Baker Mayfield against the Bengals. Perennial pickup of the week from the waiver <laughs> column. Baker Mayfield. Uh, that's a right? tough one. That's close. It's funny because it shouldn't. Uh-huh. It shouldn't be. It's funny because it shouldn't be. It this shouldn't even be. shouldn't even be a conversation. Again, my concern with Goff is that they go up big and either he sits or they just run out the clock. And I'm I'm going with Mayfield. He has a strong game through the air and with his legs. I will reference what I wrote in the waiver column. It's the, the the Cincinnati game earlier in the year is when he had his best game of the season. It was the four touchdown game. And Cincinnati has gotten worse since then, and the Browns have gotten even more confident. So if I had to roll the dice on anybody in Week 16. The guy I was recommending was Baker Mayfield, and so I feel like that's what I'm going to go with. Stick to the guns so here. I would, so it's between Baker. those, I'd go with Baker Mayfield. He says Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are available on waivers. Would you take either of those guys over Baker? I think you might. I don't think I would. I would roll with Lamar Jackson if I, if I had the choice. I would go Lamar, Baker, 
Josh Allen, Jared Goff. Believe it or not. Yep. Believe it or not. That's that's where we are. Yep. Okay. That sounds about. That's. I can't really dispute it too hard. Like I have it a little bit different, but I'm not. I don't want to play golf. I have many concerns besides the matchup with the poor performance and whatever else is going on there. This guy clearly has Pat Mahomes and Todd Gurley, maybe Christian McCaffrey mixed in there. (laughs) Uh, Half point PPR: Robbie Anderson or Deshaun Hamilton. (laughs) That's his championship lineup dilemma. And I gotta okay. tell you, the rest of that team has to be stacked. Oh yeah, he's gotta have like Michael Thomas <laughs> and Juju Smith Schuster. Yeah, he hit on everything this year. Just he's got Philip Lindsay. He's just loving life. <laughs> Travis Kelsey. Uh, that's a tough one because it's really close. Because I wrote about both of them in the waiver column, and Anderson has been so much better with the Nunwa out of the lineup. So, to me, it's not Anderson if, if I get word that Anun was playing. If Anun was playing, I throw Anderson out entirely. I'm not dealing with that again. But if it's just Anderson, it becomes very interesting. It becomes very close. Because Hamilton had 12 targets last week. Now, he only caught seven of them. But his usage rate with the Broncos has just been insane. And my concern with the Broncos is they're just coming apart, it seems. Right. It feels like Vance Joseph has lost the locker room. What's a local story out here is that, like, three guys on defense that are starters got benched last week, effectively because they're just not trying. So Vance is – it's not going well over here right now. So I don't know what uh, what you want to read into that, but it makes me a little nervous about – this week it's probably fine. What do you think, Steve? I think I think if it's a, if it's a noon was not playing, I think I'm going I, Anderson. I'm going Deshaun Hamilton either way. Yeah, just Are you? the volume. Okay. There. Yeah, because twelve targets. Yep. So for me, if a noon was not playing, I go Robbie Anderson. If a noon is playing, it's Deshaun Hamilton, and it's not. This close. is an interesting one. Remember, folks, uh, Jalen Samuels is your starting running back in uh, Pittsburgh this week, and uh, thanks to his designation as a fullback slash running back slash tight end, he is eligible on most fantasy websites as a running back and a tight end. So we have a tight end question. Standard scoring, Jalen Samuels, Vance McDonald, or Ian Thomas? And <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're going to go with uh, Jalen Samuels on that one. because uh, I feel like you wrote that question to brag because they wanted to brag. They play in a league where Jalen Samuels is eligible at tight end. Yes, if that is your options, Jalen Samuels. Yeah, if, if that, let's yeah, say we yeah, throw that out, Ian Thomas or Vance McDonald in standard scoring? Uh, I'm probably going to go Vance there because of the matchup with the right, Saints. Right, and I, I trust Roethlisberger more than whoever it is in Carolina. Yeah, so that would be the answer either way. All right, it's a, a two QB league. Ooh, spicy. Uh, Drew Brees, Big Ben, Matt Ryan. Who am I benching? Benching Matt Ryan? I mean, probably. I, I make the, the I, I don't know about the Breeze situation, how you're feeling about that. He hasn't been great the last couple of weeks, but I know he'll play the whole game because they need to, you know. All right. And like I said, I feel it's a shootout at home. I don't know how you're benching Drew Breeze, to be perfectly honest. So Matt Ryan is who you'll bench or who I would bench. Uh, let's see. PPR. He needs two. Uh, Kenny Galladay. Jalen Samuels. Cortland Sutton, Dante Pettis, Matt Breida, Damian Williams. Samuels for sure. 
Yeah, Samuels is the one that that is. I'm definitely doing that. And then it's kind of a talk. It's kind of a conversation around Damian Williams. Now again, they're playing the Seahawks D, and we don't know if yeah, where plays, why which kinda, is why I'm kind of out on I, that. Brita, if he yeah, does okay. play, gets the Bears D, so I'm out on that. Same yeah, thing with don't really like Pettis. Pettis, so yeah. So it comes don't down really to like Sutton that. against Oakland or Kenny Galladay against the Vikings. So I'm going Cortland Sutton. So I'm going Jalen Samuels and Cortland Sutton. That is my selection. Yeah, and I'm going to go – I'm actually going to go with you on that. Because I know that Denver, for all their issues, the one thing that they're not going to do is they're not going to lay down for Oakland. So warts and all, they're going to give it 100% this week, and then God only knows what will happen in Week 17 if they lose that game. We all had this in the preseason. Half-point PPR, Derek Henry or Chris Carson. (laughs) (laughs) Our darlings of the preseason come to fruition now Uh, when it really matters. Yes. We're going to – it really matters for you. Slam dunk that Derrick Henry debate in the most wonky way possible, and I yeah. will take that to the bank I told you, all the way. I told you, I you know it's process over results sometimes, and I was right about everything I wrote in that column. What I failed to account for is that Derrick Henry would get all of those numbers I promised you in three games. That's <laughs> hey, my it's bad. The playoffs. That's what, my got bad. Him in the playoffs. Though. I did not okay, know that. So. I did not know that he would only he would save it up and get you all the points I promised you in three games at the end of the season. It's better late than never. But it's better it late than early. So I'd rather have those points at the yeah, end of the that, year. That I think, too. In this I think case, that worked out true. better. That's true. Rounds into form right when you need him the most. If you haven't cut him, <laughs> you go down with the ship. You got on Henry this. against the but, Redskins or Carson against the Chiefs. Matchup wise, it's pretty similar. It's all about usage and trust at this point, and I'm gonna go. Yeah. It's it is close, but I will go. It's very uh, close. Chris Carson, and the reason I'm leaning I'm Carson is because there's a possibility Rashad Penny does not play this week. More likely, he gets more of a role than uh, what Henry will do uh, sharing with Deion Lewis. And I actually am going with Chris Carson because it's a lot about the matchup for me with the Chiefs. The Seahawks are a running team. The Chiefs defense is terrible, and I think they're going to be able to get it in close, and then they just you see Chris Carson punch it into the end zone a couple times from about three yards out. Standard scoring, Deshaun Hamilton, DJ Moore, or Dante Pettis? I think it's Hamilton, and given and because Hamilton. of the Cam news, it's not close. I think Pettis is eliminated yeah, from the conversation. The Cam news. DJ Moore would be your home run. It's the player. matchup. I would play Pettis. I would play Pettis if he had a better matchup, but that matchup is not something. Right, I want and DJ Moore is the home run hitter there if he's not playing. Which well, if he's playing I can't with deal with anymore, yeah. as we talked about. No more Panthers. Uh, and then finally, Evan Ingram or Cameron Brake. <laughs> so who's more likely to catch a right. touchdown? Ingram right? against the Colts or Brake against the Cowboys, and I'm going to lean Ingram because of matchup and basically purely matchup and that's it going with i'm going with ingram as well because it's a it's matchup and also don't even watch it yeah it's it's also just the giants inexplicably seem to want to keep riding this feel good of winning games for whatever reason so i don't think they're gonna pack it up it's just something to be mindful of i think that that policy i think only extends to odell and saquon everyone else is playing (laughs) but there you go that's it Week 16 in the books. Good luck to everybody in their championships going forward. Everybody enjoy their holidays. 
Uh, safe and happy holidays, everybody out there. If you're traveling, of course, if you're listening to us on the road, we appreciate it. We appreciate you guys all year long. And uh, we got one more week. Coming back next week, we'll have a wrap-up show one after more. that. Ooh, almost there. Finish line is in sight. We can see it. So good luck to everybody. Blown past this year. <laughs> good luck. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. And until next week, keep up the nonsense. Have a week. Music for the Important Nonsense Podcast is provided by Lee Rosebeer, Lame Genie, and Tri Tachyon. Thank you for listening, and be sure to keep up with the latest content on importantnonsense.com.